Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the virtual Sochak tonight from Dynasty League Football. It is Jason King. Jason, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Josh. Great to see you tonight. Happy Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Very thankful for you coming on, doing this episode with us. We're going to be looking at week 12 waiver targets. Jason, can you believe it is week 12 already? Uh, <laughs> well, I can when you write the articles every week. Yes, <laughs> you said the, the weeks do kind of drag on. So, yes, I can believe it's week 12 already. Although, uh, as usual, the season does fly by. It does. I think if you're in any sort of content creation you know, mode throughout the season. You feel those weeks a little more maybe than the casual fan does, but we're going to take care of y'all. We've got defensive line, linebacker, and DB targets for your waiver wires and your IDP leagues, as well as some drop candidates. So Jason, what do you say we jump right into it with the defensive line? I'm ready, Josh. Let's do it. And we're going to kick things off. We've got several great names here, Jason. Um, we've got, we're just going to run through the names and then you and I are going to kind of talk about a couple guys that really pique our interest. So uh, let's run through the names here. We got Jadevian Clowney, Baltimore Ravens, Leonard Floyd, Buffalo Bills, Tuli Tui Pelotu, Los Angeles Chargers, Louisville's own Yaya Diaby, shout out Kentucky, KJ Henry, Washington Commanders, and then literally any defensive lineman from New England, Devon Godshaw, Keon White, Dietrich Wise, Josh Uche. Uh, they've got a really juicy matchup uh, coming up against the New York Giants who gave up 10 sacks. That is not a misprint. 10 sacks to the Commanders this past weekend. So Jason, who piques your fancy the most from this group here? You really can't go wrong with any Patriot that you want to put in your lineup this week. So I have to admit, Uche has not really been getting the snaps that you look for this season. But I looked in last season, right around like week 13 is when his snaps really took off. And so they doubled down the stretch. He was getting five to six pressures a game. He had like seven sacks over a four-game stretch. And I'm kind of wondering if this is the game that will kind of be that launching pad for Uche to really kind of turn his season around and kind of light up the scoreboard on the fantasy side. Yeah, Patriots coming off the bye. They played in Germany this past weekend uh, against the Colts. So this is an under-the-radar addition because I don't know how many people are going to be looking at the Patriots. You know, sometimes I feel like, at least I do this, just to kind of get a lay of the land, I'll click on, like, last week's performance and kind of sort by that to see, like, who popped the previous week. And the New England Patriots are not going to be showing up. So with this juicy matchup, Jason, is Josh Uche the Patriots defensive lineman you want to put your chip on? I think he is just because he's he's the one to me that has the highest upside. Uh, I mean, Wise is kind of that uh, steady veteran presence. Uh, Gotchall is, you know, the man in the middle there. Keon White is a rookie. But I, I think I just like the upside that Uche provides. So he's the one I'm probably going to target the most. And probably from the dynasty perspective is the one that I certainly have the most amount of interest in, considering he's coming up on free agency. Um it's kind of a nice stash, even if you decide that you want to pick him up and not start him this week. He's still, to me, the dynasty one to own there. Yeah, and I agree. We had this conversation on last night's episode that you look at the pending free agents for 2024. Jason, it's almost half the league. 
Like about half of our ADP is going to turn over in terms of players on new teams. Josh Uche, a lot like Bryce Huff, is a name to circle just because he's not getting the opportunity. But on a new team, you could be looking at a Uchina Nuosu situation. So I agree, especially in Dynasty. If Josh Uche is still out there on your waiver wire, he could be in for a boom game this week, and he's a great hold for going into 2024. Jason, I want to talk about a rookie who has been getting an insane amount of snaps and will be called upon even more with Joey Bosa going down with that foot injury. We saw him crying on the cart. We don't know the severity yet. I'm assuming from Joey Bosa's reaction, it's pretty severe. But I think Tuli Tui Pelotu of the Los Angeles Chargers is going to see a lot more action with Joey Bosa out. He played 92% of snaps. He only had three tackles, uh, rostered in 32% of leagues because he had uh, a kind of a boom stretch there earlier in the season. But he might have gotten dropped because he's had a little bit of a dry spell here. So I'm really interested in Tui Pelotu with Joey Bosa going out. Um, because, Jason, I like to chase snaps. Uh, you know, a guy like Yaya Diaby gets us very excited, right? Because he's really popped here in the last few games, but only playing uh, last game 35% of snaps. So I don't want to chase uh, that kind of production on that few of snaps. Give me the guy that's looking like he might be playing north of 90% of snaps. Well, you're a smart man, Josh, and I will, I will take that same route. <laughs> yeah, I would. I love Thule here. I do worry a little bit about, uh, you know, kind of a rookie wall, um, you know, as these guys transition from college into the pros. You know, they've they've obviously got a steep uh, learning curve going from the, the games that they play in college to the, to the NFL schedule. And so I do worry a little bit about that with Thule down the stretch. Uh, but you can't argue with that snap rate, and he's going to see it. They, I don't know what else they have there. I think it's, you know, they're down to like, Justin Hollins and uh, that level of player on the edge uh, once you get past um, Thule and, uh, of course, uh, Mac. So I I don't see how he's not just going to eat when it comes to snaps uh, this week and then, you know, for the rest of the season unless he ends up getting hurt. I I don't see, you know, a drop-off in his snap volume. Yeah, and this is something we mentioned on last night's episode that the Chargers have a juicy – I believe it's week 15, which will be the first week of your fantasy playoffs matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders, who've already given up two 40-point performances to edge rushers this season. So that is something to just keep in the back of your mind uh, as we're looking ahead to the playoffs. This could be a great stash for that first week of your playoffs. A little bonus one here, Jason. K.J. Henry, Washington Commanders. Kind of interesting. We've got Chase Young and Montez Sweat out the door. Henry's getting 67% of snaps. He's rostered basically nowhere. Um, just so, some nice opportunity for Henry here. Yeah, you know, well, you mentioned snaps. If anybody's got a clear path to snaps here in Washington, uh, it's Henry. And I don't see what why they wouldn't give somebody like Henry some snaps down the stretch just to see if they've got anything going into next year. They've got obviously two edge spots that they have to fill. And if Henry can be even like a rotational piece, 50%, 45% next year, they have to know it uh, before they go out and hit the free agent market and then the draft. I agree. Why not see what you got, especially since it seems like we may be in for a coaching change potentially. So, But especially even if Ron Rivera sticks around with those two veterans out the door, 
this is a great time to see what you got. So I like KJ Henry moving forward as a nice under the radar kind of addition. Let's talk about some drop candidates though, Jason. Miles Murphy, Cincinnati Bengals, Zaven Collins, Arizona Cardinals, Nick Benito, Denver Broncos, 58% of snaps, one point on Sunday versus the Vikings. He had zero sacks in the last five games, zero double-digit points outputs in the last five games. His snap percentage has been dwindling week by week. We had a little bit of excitement for Nick Benito there, but I think since Baron Browning has come back, the blooms off the rose a little bit with Nick Benito. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, now you're talking to a dynasty guy, so these guys are not drops for me. <laughs> you know, I just put them on the bench and I'll wait for them to come back. But yeah, I think right now Cooper definitely seems like uh, the one to own opposite Browning. So uh, if if you're in a redraft league, I, I won't blame you at all for dropping Nick Benito right now. Yes, we should definitely clarify if this is your first time tuning in. These are redraft uh, drops here because you got to make room. You know, these dynasty benches, we got a lot of seats on that bus, but redraft, those benches tend to be a little bit shallower. So Nick Benito, I mean, Jason, I don't know. If you haven't dropped Zaven Collins at this point in redraft, I don't know what else you're really waiting for. Um, maybe it maybe it turns around at some point, but it, I don't think it's going to happen this year. Uh, sometimes it's hard, you know, you spend that draft capital on somebody and they just let you down. It's just hard to let go sometimes because, you know, it's just lost money. So, I, but I don't know what, what Collins is going to bring. Uh, he hasn't shown too much off the edge. Uh, I don't think he's going back to off ball linebacker. So I, I think you can pretty safely cut bait on him. And even in dynasty, I mean, I, I think he's just a roster clogger at this point. Yeah, we'll talk about it here in just a sec. Uh, Kaiser White sounds like done for the season. Um, Chris Barnes, Josh Woods. But if ever there was a chance for Zayvon Collins to go back to off-ball linebacker, it's now. But I agree with you. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they'll roll with these stinky veterans. Um, so, yeah, in redraft, it's time to jettison Zayvon Collins. Speaking of linebacker targets, let's get into that, Jason. This is everyone's favorite position. So let's dive in. We've got some good names here as well. David Mayo really popped 25.3 points. Washington Commanders, 63% uh, of snaps. Josh Woods, uh, this is sort of that combination of Arizona Cardinals linebackers. Uh, you've got Kaiser White out, so it's going to be Chris Barnes and Josh Woods. Uh, Josh Woods saw 82% of the snaps. He's probably going to be the higher percentage snap guy. Tyrell Dotson has edged out Dorian Williams. It is now Tyrell Dotson alongside Terrell Bernard. Monty Rice, 41% uh, of snaps, uh, eight tackles. Uh, in last week's or this past Sunday's game, 41% of snaps, like I mentioned. Um, even split with Jack Gibbons. So kind of interesting, this ping pong thing that we've had going on with Jack Gibbons and Monty Rice. And then this is the really interesting one for me, Jason. I want to get your take on this. If the Levante David injury is serious, I haven't seen anything yet on that. But if it is, Servassier Dennis seems to be the next guy in line. What is your take on Dennis potentially filling in for Levante David? Yeah, for sure. He's, he's my choice of this list that you've got here. Uh, there's no doubt I would be targeting Dennis right now. Um, but again, I'm coming at it from a from a dynasty side, and I know that both David and Devin White are hitting free agency in the offseason. Uh, I don't see why Tampa Bay would not want to get a good look at Dennis, even if, you know, David's running at 80%. You know, they may just want to let him rest. He'll up that growing. It's probably going to take a few weeks anyway, so I don't know why they wouldn't want to get a good look at Dennis and just see if he's somebody – 
that they might be able to slide into one of those spots next year if they only if they choose to just sign, to re-sign one of them. Yeah, I think he is the guy for me as well. We've seen how profitable that role has been for Levante David. Now, that's one of the best linebackers of the past decade. Servasier Dennis is a rookie, so we can't just copy and paste that kind of production from Levante David. Um, I really am intrigued by Josh Woods, Arizona Cardinals, filling in for Kaiser White. Um, I think if he's still out there available on your waivers, uh, put a good percentage of your fab on him. Uh, because Kaiser White wasn't much to write home about either, and he has been very productive when healthy this season. And then also, like we mentioned, Chris Barnes is probably going to be the LB2 there. Um, I would also say David Mayo seems to be a guy who takes advantage of a smaller snap share. I think Jamin Davis is the guy you want there. He seems to be the 100% of snaps linebacker. Uh, but if you had to pick a second guy off of this list after Dennis, who are you going with, Jason? Yeah, I think it's Woods. Uh, the thing I like about Woods, e even if, let's say, Barnes turns out to be the LB1 uh, with Kaiser wide out, Woods definitely has a little bit of a floor. Um, so he's not playing. You don't have to worry about Woods dropping the zero snaps. You know, he's still going to be in there. He's still going to play, you know, a certain amount and enough to get you, you know, a handful of tackles. So, uh, you know, you, you never want to look at the box score the next day and just see a big fat zero from the guy that you plugged in. So I, I like Woods as the next guy just because I'm not worried about getting a zero out of him. I think I did see today that Cody Barton uh, uh, was uh, uh, would return from IR. I believe he was uh, designated to return. So I'm not sure how much longer you'll be able to count on Mayo. And, you know, again, uh, you had Washington going up against the Giants so and that porous line. So I'd, I think you probably just saw the best outing you're going to see from David Mayo. That's a great call, especially if Cody Barton is coming back. He probably, maybe he gets eased in, but it seems like from what we saw earlier in the season that they want Cody Barton to be the 100% of snaps linebacker with Jamin Davis as that LB2. I don't know that that happens right away, but it is something to monitor if uh, Cody Barton is reactivated and added to the active roster. Let's talk about some drop candidates, though, Jason. I'm curious. Um, these guys on this list, right? Again, redraft context. Are you dropping either Jerome Baker or Josie Jewell? Jerome Baker of the Miami Dolphins, Josie Jewell of the Denver Broncos. You dropping either of these guys to pick up any of the dudes we just mentioned? Yeah, I I can't plug any one of those guys into my lineup in a redraft. I can't plug them in my lineup right now in Dynasty. So if if it's redraft and you're not comfortable putting either one in your lineup, I don't know why you're hanging on to them. And I, there's no way I'm putting either of those guys in. <laughs> no, especially Jewel is um, – that one is is has been a tough pill to swallow this season because Jewel has been a very capable linebacker in opportunities in previous seasons. And I did not have on my bingo card that Alex Singleton, uh, you know, Alex Kingleton, as John Macri likes to call him, he is king of tackle efficiency, was going to replace Jewel as the green dot 100% of snaps guy. So I'm with you, both of these guys. I like um, their outlook, especially Josie Jewel being a pending free agent uh, to maybe land in a spot where, you know, he gets a better opportunity. But for whatever reason, scheme fit, you know, whatever whatever the coaches see and practice, you know, perhaps is having them lean towards Singleton. I'm with you. I think both of these guys are good drop candidates and that, that Miami linebacker situation is just, 
not one that I'm really going to be chasing that much, Jason. Yeah, it just seems so unpredictable. And Baker's, you know, even if he's getting, you know, 100% of the snaps like he did this week, he's just, you can't count on him for production. Not at all. So I will look elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, I would prioritize from this list, like we mentioned, Servassier, Dennis, and then I would say Josh Woods slash Chris Barnes. You know, if both those guys are still out there, put a good percentage of your fab on Woods and then put a dollar on Chris Barnes as like a nice little backup just in case you get outbid. So let's move to DB here, Jason, and talk about some targets there. Uh, and let's start with a couple Cincinnati Bengals, Mike Hilton and Jordan Battle. So Jordan Battle was coming in and in place of the much maligned Nick Scott, who I think was PFF's lowest graded safety this season, down in the 30s, like blood red PFF grades. So Jordan Battle seems to be the replacement for Nick Scott. Um, you also have Mike Hilton, cornerback, 71% of snaps, five double-digit scoring games in a row. Uh, best defender grades, according to PFF, playing that slot cornerback role. Jordan Battle, 86% of snaps. Now, this is an interesting one. We saw the news come down. Unfortunately, Talanoa Hufunga out for the rest of the year, torn ACL. So Jair Brown, the rookie, 51% of snaps, 19.5 points, top 10 finish among all DBs. He had three plays in the end zone in the fourth, uh, fourth quarter, including an interception on a tipped pass. A few more options here for you as well. Keyshawn Nixon, we've talked a lot about him being that cheat code and kick and punt return leagues. If he's still out there, even in just DB leagues, not just cornerback required, he is a fantastic option. Quentin Lake, Los Angeles Rams, and then uh, Jaquan McMillan, Denver Broncos. Who do you want to talk about from this list, Jason? Well, I'll bring up, I believe it's McMillian. Uh, McMillian, there we go. Yeah, I'll bring him up as the slot corner for Denver because he's really shown something this year uh, when I've seen him out there. he's He didn't have a big tackle week. Um, but the thing I really like about him, looking ahead in his schedule, so week 14, week 17, you're in the fantasy playoffs. McMillian plays slot, and he's going to be matched up with Keenan Allen both those weeks. So they've got the Broncos and Chargers those two weeks. Uh, plenty of targets are going to come his way. Uh, he should be fantasy gold those weeks. So I'm I'm thinking a little ahead uh, with that McMillian pick there uh, out of the slot for the Broncos. Love that. Great call. I am going with two of the rookies. If Jordan Battle is somehow still out there, if a, if a manager, if you didn't have a manager in your league that was kind of looking ahead to Nick Scott's dipping snap count, and he's still out there, go grab this guy. I would prioritize him heavily. But then the sneakier one, um, maybe the news about Talanoa Hufunga's injury has gotten around your league, but maybe people don't know who the replacement is in time to set their waivers. Jair Brown is a guy that I like to potentially step in and get some of that Talanoa Hufunga production. So, um, yeah, especially in leagues that maybe you're not playing cornerbacks, um, you're just looking at safeties, those are two great options. But I love the call there with McMillian uh, that he has these really juicy matchups. Something... Uh, my our co-host Bobby is a Rams fan, and he brought up Quentin Lake uh, potentially maybe getting that star role. So, have you been tracking these Los Angeles DBs at all? Any kind of interest in Quentin Lake potentially? Yeah, for sure. You know, if you're in a deeper league, let's say like you know battles already gone. Let's say maybe um, Brown's been stashed, or you don't want to you know drop a lot of your fab on 
on Brown. I, I kind of like Lake. Uh, they came out of the uh, the Rams came out of their bye this week. Russ Yeast seems to have found the bench. He played just 14 defensive snaps. Uh, Lake played a season high 65 snaps. Uh, he kicked inside to the slot uh, when they went into nickel. Um, but yeah, seven solos and assists this week. Uh, but again, you know, I think he's going to be playing 100% of the snaps uh, down the stretch for him. So I, I like Lake as just kind of, you know, uh, a guy that you pick up if you missed out on your top targets and you're looking for somebody that you feel like you can just plug into a lineup or, you know, carry as a backup in case of injury down the stretch. So, I, yeah, I think I think Lake's a good option on the wire this week. I love it. Good, some good kind of top tier options on your waivers and some sneaky under the radar ads there potentially. Let's talk about some guys you can look to drop though, Jason. Jerry Jacobs, Detroit Lions, play 98% of snaps, but just 5.8 points in week 11, rostered in 53% of leagues. He's playing a ton of snaps, but he's had zero double digit games in the last four weeks. Sauce Gardner, especially in CB required leagues, he just has what Johnny the Greek calls the lesser of two evils effect. Teams are not going to throw at Sauce Gardner. They're going to throw at DJ Reed because he's the lesser of two evils. We saw that this past week. DJ Reed was in double digits. Sauce Gardner was at 5.5 points. Uh, he has two double digit games all season, none since week five. Um, they're going with Tim Boyle. At quarterback, Jason, I don't know um, what they're thinking that's going to solve. Uh, last option here, though, for drops to Sean Elliott, Miami Dolphins, 100% of snaps, 1.25 points, one double-digit game since week three, second-worst-rated starting defender for the Dolphins. Sometimes, Jason, even if guys are getting the snaps, if you're not seeing the production, you just got to get these guys out of there, man. Yeah, for sure. It's DB. You just drop them. Yeah. Elliott especially hurts. Uh, I took a lot of late flyers on him, so... Um, you know, I was kind of counting on being able to plug him in as like my number three safety in a lot of the start 11 leagues. And it's just not happening. You can cut him loose. Yeah. This, uh, Mike said it very well last week. He said, I have a lot of FOMO with dropping edge rushers and linebackers, zero FOMO with dropping DB, get those guys out of there. And I'm not going to think twice about it. Yeah, exactly. We were talking about the, the linebacker drops and like, you know, you think if you're thinking about cutting Josie, Josie Jewell, look down at your safety in your corner room and say, "Do I really want to cut Jewell just in case Singleton gets hurt?" I think I'd probably much rather cut a safety or a corner. Is there so obviously production? We're looking at production, but when it comes to DB, um, when you're looking to target guys, or maybe guys are just in a slump, and you're thinking, "Well." This thing tells me maybe I should hold on to these guys for another week or two. Are there certain criteria for DBs that you look to when it comes to adding guys or keeping them on your roster? It's, I mean, it's really just snaps. I, I do check out the PFF grades just to see, you know, get a second set of eyes on, you know, how, how are these guys faring right now? But, you know, you look at your snaps and you're looking at matchups down the stretch. And um, I, honestly, I don't, I think I'm probably like a lot of folks where I don't, I don't like think about it too hard when it comes to safety or DB. If I cut one and, um, you know, they turn in like a couple of safety one performances down the stretch, I don't beat myself up about it too bad. The depth is just, I mean, the depth is just so good at safety right now that, um, you know, you can, you can replace a guy and still feel okay about it in your lineup. We've been talking about this a lot this season that safety, the top end safety play has really been depressed this season. It seems like a lot of the guys have not lived up to expectations. So there's just this big fat middle 
where a lot of your IDP safeties reside. Another debate we've been having on this show this season, Jason, is we are very much proponents of looking at what we call sweet spot utilization. This is slot, box, or DL snaps. And Adam has made the point that you got guys like Antoine Winfield, right? That uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, who maybe don't get that ideal sweet spot usage, but ball out regardless. How much do you look at alignment when it comes to your DBs? Yeah, for sure you're looking at it. Um, I think that the thing that is really hard to quantify when you're thinking about um, how do you look at alignment and factor that into your fantasy plays, um, sometimes you'll hear an analysis uh, with quarterbacks talking about how they just see things uh, before other guys see it. And I think the same thing can happen with safeties. You know, they're playing deeper. They've got the entire field in front of them. And sometimes guys just react better. Sometimes they can see the play happening and they just react to it quicker than other guys. And so I think you see that a lot with Antoine Winfield. You see it with guys like Menka who just, they know the game so well, they study it. Um, they know the tendencies of the other team and they just, they can react faster than other guys and flow to the ball. So, you know, it's a read and react game. Um, <laughs> safety DB, you know, those are kind of those where it's like, um, you know, I'm just going to play the guys that are productive and not worry too much about alignment unless, you know, we don't have these situations where you have uh, safeties that are lined up, you know, in the post all the time. It's so much more of a, of a split safety league now with teams trying to take away the, um, take away the seam. So, Again, I don't I don't worry too much about that. If a guy's productive and he's consistent and he's a great player, then I'm going to probably have him in my lineup and just take my chance that he's going to be the one to produce for me that week. There you go. Sweet and simple. I like it. So there you go, folks. Waiver wire targets at DL, LB, and DB, as well as some drop candidates. Jason, thanks so much for coming on and helping me break down this week's slate of players you should be looking to add. The fine folks at home aren't following you or your work yet. Tell them where they can find you and uh, what you have coming up here over at DLF. Yeah, you can find me at Dynasty League Football. I'm working on the waiver wire column each week during the season and uh, keep up with the top 150 ranks over there, uh, as well as the rookie rankings for for IDPs. And then um, run off season content. Uh, if, you, if you want to reach me, I uh, haven't been too active on Twitter or X lately, so uh, you know, log on, log on over at uh, Dynasty League Football. Leave me a comment and the waiver wire article, and I'll I'll respond to you there. Yeah, it's that's better for everyone's mental health if we're just not taking time on Twitter or X or whatever the hell we're calling it this week. So, well, Jason, appreciate your time. Make sure you all check out Dynasty League Football. Lots of great content over there. A lot of great great creators over there as well. So make sure you have a subscription. Check out jason's waiver wire article and uh, we'll be back next week to talk week 13 waiver targets with kyle Bellyfuel of football guys but until then good luck with your waiver claims we'll see y'all next time <laughs>